and welcome back to Chids and Giggles. Um, it has been such a bleak week. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way, but um, and this will c- come out on Tuesday, so I'm talking about last week. But I don't know if it's specific to me, but I feel like this week has gone really long and slow and it's um, been pretty rubbish, especially in terms of the news right now. Um, second wave anyone (laughs) yeah so all of the like new rules and the 10 p.m curfew and all that bullshit is just all very stressful plus I feel like anytime I have exciting plans for the weekend the week drags on and work is extra packed and extra annoying so I don't know if I've just had a shit week or it's been like in the air but let me know (laughs) but I was just like oh what am I gonna record for this week that's gonna be a bit of a light episode um at the in the backdrop of like all of this shit going on in the real world um and it got me thinking because there was so much on the news and I've gone back to watching the news a lot now um because at the start of the whole pandemic situation I was on the news I was watching it I was getting it on my phone I was literally on it all the time even when I was like on social media and like Twitter and stuff I'd be just getting all the news and the updates and it was so stressful so then like as it eased and lockdown eased I just stopped I was like I'm not listening to anything and now that it's like we're having this period of uncertainty and perhaps a second wave preparing for a second wave I'm like updates again and getting a bit like crazy into it but one of the things I saw in the news um was about the jobs and I found that quite interesting because I did the episode last week if you haven't listened to it um the you better work bitch episode 17 and it was just about past past employment and the struggles of that and just even like my current job and how challenging that can be in this like particular pandemic but I was also like thinking back to that and I'm just like so so grateful that I even do have a job because I know that there are a lot of people that lost their jobs or that came out of uni to this shit whole fucking mess that we're in right now and I was just like okay what do I do now you know and um yeah so like I don't know it's it's been pretty shit like I don't know what else to say about that and also another thing is I yeah so when I was on the news god I'm rambling so much when I was on the news there was seven seven hundred and thirty thousand jobs lost since lockdown began and that was on Sky News as of August and we're in like nearing the end of September going into October so you can probably imagine how high that figure has probably gone up to especially given the current situation um gosh this is a bleak start to the podcast isn't it (laughs) nearly a million jobs lost probably more graduates not getting jobs people out of jobs like and to top it all off little cherry on the shit cake um the house prices in london are at all-time high So that makes all of the sense in the world, doesn't it? No one has money, no one has a job, but let's make um, 
house price is really fucking high in London. Um, so that's what's happening. And th- those two together got me thinking. Um, I'm currently living at home and I have done since I graduated. And it has its pros. And of course, it has its cons. I'm living at home with a family, uh, with my family, not just, I'm not just with a random family. They're, they're my family. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it just got me thinking, how long is that going to be my reality? And how long is this going to be a lot of people's reality? Because I'm going to speak... Um, quite generally and then I'm going to be quite specific to my situation as well so hopefully you can relate to either thing but um for me the first time I moved out of my family home was the four years that I had moved to Nottingham and Nottingham Malaysia for university so that was my first taste of living out of my mum's house (laughs) and so to go from four years of complete and utter freedom and my own complete independence to coming back um, post-graduation and living here for how long has that been? Well, I graduated in July 2019, so a year and a bit now it's been. And, um, God, it feels like longer. (laughs) I think think that's down to lockdown. I don't think it's just because it's like, it's probably lockdown. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's like, well, how long is this going to be? And how long is it supposed to be, quote unquote, supposed to be? And I say supposed to be because there is that expectation that you move out and you make your own way and you pay rent and you have a job and all of this stuff. And there's a specific age that that is that you're meant to have moved out of your family house. But I've just read out the statistics. I know the current situation that we're all in, especially if you live in London or you want to live in London, you're going to rent like £800 for a room. Or, oh my goodness, some of the studios, have you seen on Twitter? (laughs) Some of the studios that are actually there to be rented out for ridiculous prices. It's got like a toilet on top of a shower and the stove is like next to the toilet bowl. And then you sleep underneath your um, cooker and then your freezer is also a bunk bed. It's, It's honestly it's ridiculous and they'll charge you a thousand two hundred pounds and you're in the arse end of nowhere in London not even like a fun bit in London so yeah (laughs) the the choices we have are very limited and of course this idea that you're supposed to have moved out and you're supposed to have found your own feet is almost impossible um and it it's also quite hard when I saw a tweet earlier I always refer to Twitter but honestly that is what just (laughs) influences me a lot to chat but um yeah I saw a tweet that was um like it was supposed to be quite inspirational and it was talking about there's a lot of um female British um black YouTubers like Annie Drea um Adiola Patron Patron sorry to name a couple that have moved into new apartments and um and I think Alonni moved as well and there was that kind of thing of well look at these women like you can do it too and we're just not in the same situation so I saw that tweet and I was like is that supposed to inspire me random me that like no one really knows um 
they they're like influencers that have money and have the um ability and the means to move out and it's great and i actually really love those youtubers but it's also like not realistic that every other 24 25 even 30 year old can do the same thing especially in london so yeah i just want that myth of like you're supposed to have moved out at this age to be expelled because that is just not realistic especially especially now um so what this episode is going to aim to do is actually make all of us that are living in our family homes are living with mum or dad or auntie or uncle or grandparents feel a little bit better because the four years that I was um, free as a bird and living out of my family home for uni wasn't always a walk in the park and wasn't always a bed of roses like yes you have your freedom yes you have your complete independence yes you can do all of the madnesses house parties one night stands leave your house at 2 a.m if you wanted to um but it wasn't always amazing was it there's pros and cons on both sides and we're really going to focus on the cons so that we feel better about living in our family house (laughs) so I'll start chronologically and I'll start with first year because that was the first time I had moved out of my family home and I think that's the same for a lot of Um, people that move away for university Um, it's so weird because when I was 16 and I was starting sick form I thought I was so grown I thought I was so old I thought no one could tell me anything and then when I was 18 and I was moving to Nottingham for university I was like I'm a small baby girl I don't know what is going on here why is my mum leaving me here (laughs) so it was such a flip I was like why did I think I was so old when I was 16 I'm literally a baby child so yeah that was the first time moving out and I was like this is this is not it for me um but no it was so fun and it was it is that complete freedom that you just crave when you're a teenager especially when um you haven't always had that much freedom like my mum wasn't that strict but she was she's also an African parent so you can kind of imagine but she wasn't as strict like I did get to go out but you know it's so different to like leave your house and not come back till 5am do you know what I mean to be so blind out drunk and not really care about oh my god my mom's gonna see me like this I need to stay over at her friends and all of that stuff so yeah it was good and also learning how to cook and nourish myself and look after myself and make my room look really nice and have ownership of myself was really um I found quite empowering and nice (laughs) but the cons let's focus on the cons (laughs) housemates you got to deal with them don't you like even if you move out here it's probably into a house share unless you're going moving out into a flat that you're going to buy or a house that you're going to buy it's typically a house share and you don't know who you're going to live with you don't know it's like an unlucky dip you don't know what's going to happen so my flatmates in first year I don't know how it happened, but they were all in like third or fourth year. They were all much older than me. So I wasn't getting that freshers feel. I was in a block um, in halls, but it just wasn't like, 
I don't know. I, I definitely picked the unlucky straw and I had like third years who were really nice and they were really clean, but they weren't fun. And that's what I wanted. That's what you want in first year, right? So that wasn't the best. Plus, um, I do remember one of the girls had a boyfriend who practically lived with us too. And you always get that, don't you? Like you always get a flatmate who has a partner and they are in each other's pockets and they become your flatmate too, even though they're not contributing to anything. They're just always there. And I can't really talk because final year, maybe that was me a little bit. (laughs) But definitely that was the case in first year. And I was just like, oh my goodness, why is he always in our house? Literally, I would come into the kitchen with my dressing gown and like my hair and like a bird's nest on my head. And this guy's there shirtless making breakfast for his girlfriend. And I'm like, you actually don't live here. (laughs) Um, But what was nice about that flatmate is that when I came back absolutely pissed out of my head, and I had lost my key in Freshers Week. She opened the door for me. She put me on the sofa because I couldn't get into my room because I had lo- locked myself out. And she got a duvet out, a pillow out, and literally just, like, tucked me in on the sofa. <laughs> and she was so, so lovely. So, you know, that's a pass for her, always having her boyfriend living there. And I did always wonder, like, does this guy pay to have a room somewhere else when he literally like I'm not even exaggerating he was always at our flat so I don't know if he actually lived there with her or he was paying rent somewhere else but a bit of waste of money probably but then it came to second year and that's where all of the problems are <laughs> second year was second year was funny and I can say that now because that was well, how many years ago was that? Three, four years ago? No, it can't have been three. I can't do maths. Whatever, it was ages ago. Um, and yeah, it was it was funny. There were a lot of... I lived with four other girls. And it's funny because in second year, now you have the autonomy to pick your housemates, you move out. Typically, you move out into a house in like um, the student houses of your particular um, university city in Nottingham, it's Lenton. So we moved out into Lenton and we were living in an okay house. It wasn't the best house, but um, I'm saying it was okay because I was the one who picked it (laughs) and it wasn't that great, but it wasn't awful. And yeah, so it was five girls, me, um... My good friend Tori, who's actually been on the podcast, um, I did a chit-chat with her, chit-chat with her, um, and one of my great friends, Howard, and then two other girls that shall not be named. <laughs> but um, no, it was interesting. And actually, at first, it was fabulous. Like, everyone has their honeymoon phase. We were all, like, getting along, kind of. And then the problem started in first term when we decided to have a house party for one of my housemates birthdays um let's call her daisy she wanted to do a house party for her birthday and house parties make me anxious as hell 
they would make anyone anxious. It's so hard to host a house party because you're like, okay, I don't have any friends. <laughs> no one's going to come. It's going to be so shit. You just think it's going to be like awful. But um, so we all clubbed together. We were like, okay, there's five of us. Come on. We have to have quite a few people. Um, since there's five of us, we at least need to have <laughs> at least five friends each. So, you know, we were scrambling around. We ended up getting quite a few people. Um, but we made the mistake, and it was actually Daisy's fault. She wanted it to be early. So it started quite early. And I feel like people used our house party as pre's for somewhere else. Because there was a better house party happening down the road. So we did this house party. It was okay for a bit. Um... And then it was just lock off really, really early because people left and I was too drunk and had to go to bed. <laughs> and another housemate was too drunk and had to go to bed. Howard dipped to a different house party. She literally, <laughs> she literally got in a car, drove away um, with this, uh, with her group of friends. And um, yeah, so Daisy was pretty pissed off that um, Howard left. <laughs> But, but it was fair enough. The party had literally died. Um, and that that became a whole feud between Daisy and Hower because Hower left the house party. Funny, though, Daisy also left the house party early as well and was at the same house party <laughs> that Hower left to. So that was quite funny. But, um, yeah, that was messy. And then I think once that house party was such a flop, and it was daisies, and I guess she was so embarrassed about it all. That became a feud between her and Howard, and it was just bitchy and silly, and it was all from Daisy. Like, Howard is the sweetest, nicest girl, and she's very laid back, so she she didn't care. And it was just like she was having a feud with herself. It was so silly. And then there was um, Floodgate, which I think we me mentioned a while ago, um, I won't go into detail too much, but as you can imagine, that was so shit. Um, one of my housemates, um, let's call her Sophie, flooded the whole house. She, We all came back from a night out. So just picture the scene. We're all coming back from a night out. We're all a bit too drunk. We all go to bed. Uh, Sophie decides to um, have a shower. That makes sense. Let's have a shower tonight. She puts on the shower and then leaves it running all night and she lived at the very top of the house and her bathroom was at the top of the house so it literally leaked from the top floor all the way down to our living room and um yeah so our landlord was very very happy with us he loved us absolutely love it um we had water damage we had to wear um sliders in the house because the carpet was just squelching and it was wet and it smelled like damp and Tori's ceiling was nearly caving in because of all the water damage. So, yeah, that was pretty shit. <laughs> um, but the pro that came out of that was um, I got an extension on one of my essays because I was like, this is an extenuating circumstance right here. So, um, yeah, so that is another con of living with housemates you can get people that bring their boyfriends and they live with you randomly. You get um, random feuds for no reason because 
even if you pick who you're living with, you don't know what they're going to be like when you start until you start living with them. You honestly, that is how you find out a person, find out more about a person by living with them. So she just became someone that was weird and feudy and a bit bitchy. And then you can have someone that literally destroys your house. <laughs> so I'm glad it was water and not anything else, but like, like fire, I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, flooding the house was pretty, pretty shit. Um, and the smell of like damp, wet carpet and just the aesthetic of everything and our actual like living room dripping and I remember waking up that night um because it was me that actually spotted that the house was being flooded I woke up and obviously I was still kind of drunk from the night and I was like it's raining inside the house and one of the <laughs> Daisy was like go to bed go to bed go to bed because you're a bit drunk and then when we, I went to bed, I did as I was told, we woke up properly like two hours later and we were like, oh my God, the house is being flooded and we had to run upstairs and close the taps. So, you know, it is an unlucky dip. You never know who you're going to get. So stay at home. <laughs> Moving on to third year now, I lived in Malaysia and had the actual time of my life. Like I can't even... I can't fault it, honestly. <laughs> I loved halls. I loved the new apartment that we moved into. Um, oh, this is supposed to be cons. This is supposed to be bad, bad, bad. Moving out is awful. You love staying at home. Um, let's move on to fourth year then. <laughs> In fourth year, I lived with boys for the first time. Now. <laughs> this was actually quite funny because... Um, Again, choose who I was living with. Um, it was three girls and three boys. So it was a six bed house in Lenton. And again, I found the house. And this was an all right house. This was actually quite nice and a good location. And um, yeah, I was living with boys for the first time. I actually do have one brother. So I have lived with a boy before. But um, my house is always dominated by women. So this was the first time living with men that weren't my brother and okay the first week we were like oh my god this is fine like this is nice like everyone's getting on well again the honeymoon period and we had a house party um the first night literally the first night because it was um one of my flatmates birthday and it's actually her birthday today so happy birthday Semra <laughs> But um, it was her, like, I don't think it was a house party per se. It was, like, pre's and then we went out. And then I think we did have a proper house party. We had a few um, because we were the Malaysia house. Everyone that was living there went to Malaysia in a year abroad. So it was kind of the hub for a lot of, like, Malaysia meetups. So we did a house party. The next morning when all of the girls were in bed, hanging out of our asses, we were sleeping, we were just trying to relax. The boys were there, sweeping, mopping, wiping down, recycling all the bottles, just cleaning up every bit of mess from the house party. And we woke up and we, us three girls, were like, what is going on? Oh my God, we've hit the jackpot. These boys are clean. They cleaned up after everything. They're amazing. Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. So they had basically lulled us into a false sense of security 
and that was the last time they ever cleaned again. <laughs> no, I am exaggerating a little bit, but they generally were not the cleanest people ever. And um, we ended up doing a lot of the cleaning. Even when we were all, we all moved out, it was only us three girls that cleaned up the whole house to try and get a deposit back. And I was like, wow, we really thought we hit the jackpot with these three boys, but yeah. <laughs> so that is another con. You don't know what you're going to get. I think that is a, I had said that already, but that's another example of you not knowing what you're going to get. And even if you think that, oh my goodness, they're great, they're great, give it a few weeks, you'll find out quite the opposite. So there are a few anecdotes from my time living out of my home. Um, there are a few more, like that was just definitely the surface. But um, maybe I'll bore you with the details later. <laughs> um, I do actually want to do an IGTV on this because I'm sure everyone else has some horror stories from um, flatmates and housemates and living out of your house with random people um I can only imagine but definitely slide into my dms and let me know I hope this helped um you feel a little bit better if you are living at home and staying and not in a position to move out just yet and here are a few um pros not cons <laughs> pros of living at home if you aren't paying rent then you save a lot of money and if you are then it probably is a reduced amount of rent um so that's saving a little bit more as well and you get some home-cooked meals. If your mum is anything like me, then she cooks some banging stuff. Um, I feel like at home, there's always, like, condiments that you don't necessarily buy for yourself. Like, ketchup, hot sauces, all of the spices that you can think of. Maggie cubes, nor cubes, um, mustard, like, stuff like that. Cheese, that's quite expensive. Like, all of those stuff are always kind of there at home <laughs> and also like if you do like your family and you do get on with them it is nice living with your family um and living with your siblings as well um so it's not all bad it's not all bad um so I hope this episode did help make you feel better about the fact that you're probably going to be living at your family house for ages and there's a second wave coming the economy is going to shit and Halloween and New Year's Eve and Christmas are basically cancelled and there's a 10pm curfew happening as well. Um, but you're probably thinking about it all again now. Um, so just go back to the start and listen to this episode all over again. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>